Hey there, this is Clay with modernlove.life, and today we're going to be talking about what to do when a rebound relationship ends. Now, on this channel, we want to help you to have a great loving relationship with somebody that you love uh, without having to play mind games, without having to play hard to get, without having to pretend to be someone or something that you are not, because I believe that you deserve to be loved for who you are. And if that's something that you believe, please give me a thumbs up and subscribe to this channel if you are not already. Okay, guys. So, yeah, sorry that this live stream is a little bit late today. I uh, got hung up on some things and uh, had a few technical difficulties, but here we are. Um, so, yeah, also, we're going to be talking about some uh, issues related to your emotional world, your inner work, and all that stuff, too. So if that's something that you're interested in learning more about, check out our free class over at modernlove.life slash class. Okay. So I've been talking about rebound relationships for the past week and a half or so, and this may be the last video that I do on that for a while. Uh, we'll just have to see. Um, but when a rebound relationship ends, if you were in a rebound relationship, we're going to be talking about if you were in a rebound relationship, and then we're also going to be talking about if you um, are with somebody who recently got out of a rebound relationship or you're dating somebody who recently got out of a, 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 a breakup or a relationship or a rebound relationship of, of some sort. And so, um, first of all, if you are coming out of a rebound relationship, you want to take the time to actually learn to love your life the way that it is right now. I know that you might feel tempted to go back out there and start dating again, to go back out there and try to find some relationship that works. You know, especially if you're feeling the double blow of some sort of breakup and then followed by a rebound relationship that then, you know, ended as well too. You might be feeling, hey, what is it? Do I just really suck at relationships? Um, am I just like a broken person in some way? And I want you to not jump to that conclusion because I promise you that you're not a broken person. I promise you that more often than not, um, your, your first relationship, the first breakup, that ended for, for one reason or another. But the rebound relationship, it probably ended because of a state of emotional unavailability that happens after a breakup. And instead of working through those emotions, you decided to you know, intentionally or unintentionally, you decided to paper that over um, by trying to go into a new relationship, hoping that you can avoid the, the intense emotions of the breakup, the intense emotions and uncertainty that comes with being single and all of that stuff. And if you're coming out of a rebound relationship that did not work, you want to resist the urge to do that again, because you want to actually work on becoming emotionally available so that the next time you end up in a relationship, it's much more likely to work out rather than just be another rebound relationship, um, another emotionally unavailable connection, another emotionally unavailable dynamic. So um, this is going to involve putting in the time, putting in the work, putting in the effort to love your life right now with or without somebody else in it. If you can love your life right now, you're not going to be disconnecting from the present moment and falling in love with the fantasy, the illusion of being in a relationship, the illusion of being with somebody else, the illusion, the fantasy, the dream of being, um, you know, 
past the breakup. You're going to actually have to deal with those emotions now, which is also you know, kinder to anyone else that you might actually date in the future because you're not going to be dragging all of this baggage into whatever dynamic you may have with them. So really put in the time to do that. Really put in the time to work on loving your life right now. That, that involves obviously living your life right now as opposed to like deferring it for someday or getting lost in fantasies or getting lost in um, romantic ideals. Um, it also involves really accepting your life the way that it is right now. Even though it may not be exactly the way that you want it to be, you have to accept where you are. You have to accept the starting point and say, okay, this is where I'm at. Maybe my life's not that great right now. Maybe I have a lot of work to do. Maybe I have a lot of progress to make. But here's where I'm at right now, and I have to accept it, and then from there start taking a step forward rather than uh, to disassociate from what's actually happening right now um, by hiding, essentially, in a rebound relationship. Um, and this is going to be hard. This is going to be really hard because I know there's a lot of advice out there that tells you, oh, you know, there's plenty of other fish in the sea. The best way to get over a breakup is to date another person. Um, and, and, you know, we're always in this society that says, hey, if you're single, there's something wrong with you. If you're single, your aspirations in life should be to be in a relationship with somebody else, to be dating someone else. And it's okay to be single. It's okay to take yourself off the market for a while. It's okay to just sit with whatever issues you're dealing with and to work through those and to put in the time, to put in the effort to resolve any of those issues so that when you actually are ready to step out and to start dating somebody and to have some sort of relationship, that it's going to be the best of you that you're bringing there, not somebody who's heartbroken, not somebody who is unable to actually be present with somebody because you're trying to make it seem or look a certain way. And this is tough, especially these days. You know, when we live in this instant gratification society, we uh, have smartphones and apps and all these things that are pulling our attention out of the present moment, pulling our attention into a seemingly endless list of possibilities when it comes to, you know, dating apps and things like that. Um, you know, this is what we all talked about a couple weeks ago in the video on why dating is so difficult these days. I'll go ahead and put a video card up for that over here if you want to check that out. Um, but this is going to be tough, and I want you to know that this is worthwhile because if you continue to have rebound relationship after rebound relationship after rebound relationship, if you continue to have an emotionally unavailable connection after an emotionally unavailable connection after an emotionally unavailable connection and so on and so forth, you're going to start to cement into place a certain way of being, which is emotional unavailability. And then you're going to end up in the very common dynamics of emotional unavailability. Um, we'll probably get into that tomorrow, I think. I think tomorrow we'll start talking about emotional unavailability. Um, but you want to really be careful about this because if you keep heading down that path, you're going to really harden your emotional state, which right now is probably some form of emotional unavailability. And that may become locked in and that may lead you towards the destiny of an emotionally unavailable person, which is chasing after perfection, constantly being disappointed, rejecting real opportunities that are in front of you uh, in, in, in hopes that there's going to be some sort of ideal thing around the corner, some sort of perfect thing around the corner, some sort of unobtainable whatever that you're going to get that's going to 
validate you in some way, um, and that's not a great place to be. So you want to watch out for that. Um, if you are on the other side of things, you know, you are seeing somebody, you think that person might be coming out of a rebound relationship, you know that person's coming out of a rebound relationship, um, or they're coming out of a breakup, just know that right now that person is most likely, temporarily at least, uh, emotionally unavailable. And just know that that's probably how they are going to be until they are able to work through these emotions. And what this means is that that person is probably going to be looking to you to fulfill a fantasy of being in a relationship, looking to you to fulfill a fantasy of uh, being not single and being over their ex. They're going to be looking to you to validate them and their beliefs about, you know, hey, I'm moving on faster than my ex. Hey, I'm getting this, uh, you know, romantic attention from this man or this woman. Hey, I am uh, able to, you know, finally be able to say, hey, I'm in a relationship now or something like that. And just know that they're going to be using you as a means to an end to fulfill some sort of validation that they are seeking. Again, this is all what we talked about in the validation trap. Put a link to that up there. You can go check that out if you missed that. Uh, currently, it only has about 1,100 views. So come on, guys. That's a really important video. <laughs> um, but just know that they're going to be in this way. And although you cannot make somebody emotionally available if they are emotionally unavailable, you can absolutely do things to try and nudge them in the right direction to see if they have the capacity to become emotionally available, ideally sometime in the near future. Um, so what that might involve doing is bringing their attention back to the present moment. So when they start going off on the potential that the two of you have together, the great relationship that the two of you might have, the fantasy and all of that stuff, just say, okay, that sounds great and everything, but hey, let's bring this back right now to today. You know, what, what should we do right now today? What feels good right now today? Um, and that way you're starting to bring them back to the present moment. And the more they get accustomed to dwelling in the present moment, the faster they're going to be able to work through their own emotional issues. And if they have the capacity to be emotionally available, um, they're going to start to thaw out a little bit sooner. Uh, you do not want to play into these fantasies about potential, play into these fantasies about an idealized relationship, play into these validation fantasies of like, yeah, <laughs> you know, you and I, we're so much better than your ex. Your ex is a loser. Yeah, like you don't want to do that because that's just going to create that vicious circle, that vicious feedback loop that's going to continue to cause them to seek validation, continue to pull them out of the present moment, and continue to have them invest in potential and fantasy rather than what is actually there between you and them. This is very important. And so although they need to make this journey on their own when it comes to stepping into emotional availability, you can absolutely encourage them, right? You know, it's like when you're dealing with somebody who has low self-esteem. Ultimately, it's their self-esteem. They need to be the one to claim it. They need to be the one to start to increase their self-esteem. But, you know, there are definitely things that you can avoid doing, like telling them they suck, telling them that they're a loser, telling them that all of these awful things are true, right? Um, that's definitely not going to help somebody with low self-esteem, but at the same time, you know, just, just dumping compliments on them and all of that, trying to increase their self-esteem. It's, it, it, it's nice, I understand the, the intention behind it, 
But if they have low self-esteem and they are not really working on improving that on their own, that's just going to fall right through them. You know, like pouring liquid into a cup that has a hole in the bottom is just going to go right through. Um, so there are definitely things that you can do to help to encourage somebody to get through their emotional issues, to become emotionally more available if they have that capacity. Um, and there are definitely things that you can avoid doing to uh, keep them from getting stuck in that addictive loop of emotional unavailability and validation seeking and all of that stuff. Um, but again, also, ultimately, you have, to, you have to be okay with them as they are, right? You have to be okay with this person as they are. And if, if they don't have the ability to actually open up and be emotionally available, you have to accept that. You have to accept it and you have to say, okay, this is an emotionally unavailable person and this person might be locked into a long-term emotionally unavailable pattern. And if that's the case, I'm not gonna be able to change them. This is a choice they have to make on their own. The power of my love is not gonna be able to change them. This is something they have to be empowered to do on their own. And if you do not want to be with somebody who is emotionally unavailable, then you need to do the difficult thing, which is to walk away so that you have the space to be with somebody who is able to be emotionally available with you in the way that you want them to be. This is not easy, but um, this is something that you need to do if that person is locked in to an emotionally unavailable state of being. Um, and you know, there, it might be difficult to tell when you first start interacting with them, when you first start seeing them, you know, is, is this how they are or is this just a temporary state of being for them? And you know, you gotta, you gotta give them a little bit of time because obviously it's gonna take some time to get past the breakup emotions depending on how fresh they are, depending on how complicated they are to work through and all of that. Um, but you also have to just notice their behavior. Notice how they respond to things. Notice how they interact with you. Notice how um, they respond and react and behave in your interactions. And take all of that as feedback. If you're seeing progress towards them opening up and becoming more available, then great, that's cool. But if uh, you know they start to do a lot of emotionally unavailable things, like we'll start to get into tomorrow, I believe as we'll start to delve into this topic of emotional unavailability a little bit more, um, such as hot and cold behavior, such as um, you know vanishing acts, such as um, fast forwarding, such as doing all of this other stuff, then you have to say, okay, this is where they're at right now. Is this something I wanna put up with? If it is, cool, great. Stop complaining about it and put up with it. If it's not, then you gotta let them go because even if they are a great person, even if they are 95% or 99% of the person that you want them to be, if that remaining 1% or 5% or whatever is something that you don't want in a relationship, then you're better off letting them go because they're not the right person for you right now. Now you can obviously check back in with them months later, years later or something, see if they've worked through these issues, see if the two of you actually can have a great relationship and all that stuff. But uh, you know, if they're not the right person for you right now, they're just not the right person. So anyway, on that somber note, uh, if you like what we're doing here, please give me a thumbs up and subscribe to this video if you have not subscribed to the channel already. And uh, if you wanna learn more about how to thaw out your emotions by upgrading your love operating system,
please check out our free class over at modernlove.life slash class. All right, with that being said, let's see what folks are talking about in the chat. Okay, got to scroll past a couple of these. Um, I, was having, I was chatting with some people before we went live here. Um, Hooper says, I am interested to see if you have uh, any belief about differences between men and women on the rebound. I believe there is a major difference. Uh, once a woman quits on a man, she is done, especially if she starts dating somebody else when they go Facebook official. The chance of getting back together is zero. Okay, so first of all, there's, there's a lot of like very extreme polarizing language there. Like, is the chance zero? I don't think it's zero. I mean, like, I don't know, it might be very small, but it's definitely not zero. It's, that's, that's like saying if you were to take like 10,000 women in rebound relationships, like zero of them would get back together with their ex. And, you know, that, that's not necessarily true at all. But um, when it comes to gender differences, here's my belief. So ultimately, it's really about the individual. Ultimately, it's really about how an individual person responds to the emotional stress of a breakup in terms of whether they're going to deal with their issues or whether they're going to hide from them and try to leapfrog past them, try to paper over them with a rebound relationship. Now, with that being said, um, women, generally speaking, and you can argue that this is maybe societal pressure or maybe it's biological or something like that, but women, generally speaking, are uh, security-seeking creatures. You know, they seek the security of having a relationship, of being with a guy, of, you know, whatever it might be, right? And so oftentimes women will try to set things up so that as they leave one relationship, there's another one ready for them to step into. You know, some people call this monkey branching. Um, and, you know, that, that's not to say that all women do this. Again, this is just speaking in generalities, but you know, societally speaking and biologically speaking, there are definitely explanations for why this might be happening. And um, I'm not here to really talk about all the details of that. But um, I do think that women are very likely to do this. I think they're more likely to do this than men are. Um, and again, there could be different motives for that, but I do see it as something that happens. Um, but again, not all women do this. And there are men that do this as well, too. Um, and of course, there are men that do not do this as well, too. But uh, ultimately, it really boils down to the person's individual personality, their individual way that they handle things, their individual ways to either, you know, accept the security-seeking uh, side of themselves or the side of themselves that's like, okay, let's just step into this unknown and let's just see who we meet. Let's just see who we run across, right? And um, some women will do that. Some women will not do that. Some men will do that. Some men will not do that. It, it ultimately is down to each individual, each individual person whether or not they're going to go with the external pressures of you know either biology, society, genetics, whatever, um, or whether they're going to not do that, right? Uh, I've known men that have been kind of unable to end a relationship without having another one set up. And I've known women that have been perfectly happy to walk out of a relationship and to just be okay being single until something else comes along. Uh, with that being said, um, is a like rebound relationship like cemented in place because it's Facebook official? I don't think so. Um, it just means that 
they are so infatuated with the fantasy of being in a relationship, of being in a functional relationship, of being in a relationship that works, of being in a healthy relationship, that they want to broadcast this out to the people that they know on Facebook. Um, now, granted, everybody uses social media in a different sort of way, but I think most people hold off on it until they believe that the relationship is pretty substantial because, you know, most of us have like family members and stuff like that on our on our Facebook page, um, and so you know if you were to say, "Hey, I'm in a relationship with this person," you know, like grandma's going to see that, your mom's going to see that, and they're going to probably get excited. They're going to be like, "Oh, are you going to get married? Are we going to start to have some grandbabies here and all that stuff?" Um, and they're going to get like really excited. And you don't want to rile up your parents and all that stuff for no good reason. Um, and so when it comes to the rebound people would probably only do that if they believed that the relationship was going to work. Now, just because somebody believes that a relationship is going to work does not mean that it's going to work. Just because it, somebody believes that a relationship is healthy does not mean that it is healthy. Um, the d actual dynamic of the relationship could be crumbling beneath their feet. In fact, sometimes they may just do these sorts of things in order to try to in order to try and force it to happen, right? Like, hey, I'm having a really hard time if I just make this Facebook official, if I just make it seem great, if I just make it seem perfect, then it's going to be perfect. Um, now, of course, that line of thinking makes absolutely no sense, especially when you verbalize it, but um, people are kind of irrational when it comes to a lot of things. Um, but, but yeah, that's my opinion about uh, gender differences and rebound relationships. Um, let's see where we go. Okay. Say so it says, hi, Clay. My question is, how can an emotionally unavailable man get into a relationship when the last one uh, ended because he was overwhelmed uh, by commitment? Um, also, when it ends, does he think of his ex or the rebound? Will he have any epiphanies that might not be um, everyone else's fault and start doing the inner work, maybe even apologize. Okay, so uh, first of all, an emotionally unavailable man would commit to somebody else after leaving somebody because they were overwhelmed and busy and all that stuff because they did not feel or associate the next relationship or the rebound or something like that with all of the heaviness with all of the responsibility, with all of the demands that they associated the previous relationship with. Now, again, maybe that is true, right? Maybe, you know, the previous relationship, there was a lot of like neediness, clinginess, validation seeking and all of that. And maybe in the, ne the new one, it's not so much that way. Or maybe it's just perception, right? Maybe this seems like a new shiny object. And so it seems perfect and wonderful. And so he's going to go to that relationship. Um, and then of course, you know, because nothing's perfect, as that sort of goes on for a while, he's gonna start to see the, the faults in it, how it's not perfect, how there are flaws in it, and all that stuff. And then it's gonna seem like, okay, that one was not so great, and now this one's not so great, right? Um, or it could be that the new partner's putting on their, their very best behavior because, you know, it's a new date, it's a new person they're seeing and they want to really come across like they're, a great person and all of that stuff. And so they're trying to push down, um, you know, whatever might be going on, like, hey, I am validation seeking as well too. I have needs too, um, and all that stuff. Um, 
or it could just be like, hey, yeah, you know, this previous relationship, uh, they had a lot of needs, they were very demanding, and this new one, you know, the person is like totally not that way, right? And so that's really um, how that can happen. Um, I would say that most likely it's due to emotional associations, whereas the previous relationship, he's associating with a lot of work, time commitment, energy, all of that stuff, and the new relationship, he is not associating, he is not associating with that because, um, you know, it's just a new thing and it doesn't have all of that stuff built into it yet. Um, and then in terms of, you know, is, is he going to think about his ex or the rebound? I mean, you know, yeah, obviously people think about their ex all the time. Obviously people are going to think about their ex. Like, it's, you know how hard it is to actually forget about somebody, to actually forget that they ever existed? Like, you would have to literally have a lobotomy or something like that or have some sort of uh, memory disorder or something like that to actually literally forget about somebody. I think that most people will think about their exes from time to time. You know, even if that relationship was very, very, very far in the, in the past, um, um, and even if the emotional charge of whatever happened has long dissipated, they'll still think about their exes from time to time. So, you know, it's not like he's going to forget about you at all. He's going to be thinking about, you know, whether he's going to act on those thoughts and, you know, contact you or do things or whatever. That's entirely up to him. And in terms of is he going to start doing the, the inner work to stop being an emotionally unavailable person, again, that, that's a choice that he has to make on his own. Um, so we'll get into this more in future videos on emotional unavailability, but um, there's, there's really two types of emotional unavailability. There's temporary emotional unavailability brought on by external things, such as a breakup, where um, you, know, you are temporarily emotionally unavailable because all of your emotional energy is being sucked up by this external event, such as a breakup or uh, you know, maybe it's finals week it's at school or something like that, and all of your energy is on studying or something like that, right? And then once that thing is over, once the breakup has passed and the emotions have been processed, you can kind of bounce back up into your regular state of emotional availability. On the other hand, there are other people who are just sort of long-term emotionally unavailable, um, and they don't necessarily bounce back up. Uh, and, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why this can happen, childhood issues and previous experiences and all that. Um, but, but these people can become emotionally available in the future should they decide, hey, how I've been living my life is not working and I need to do something differently. I need to actually accept that, hey, nobody's perfect. Uh, whoever I choose to be in a relationship with is probably going to be imperfect in some way and I need to stop seeking perfection and just find somebody who is pretty good and uh, you know, start dating them. And then that person can start to work on their own emotional availability, their own fear of commitment, their own um, you know, self-esteem issues, their own psychological childhood issues and all that stuff. And they can absolutely become emotionally available, but it has to be something that they choose to do. It's not like you can really do it for them. You can't make them emotionally available. There's no like magic question that you can ask them or special text message that you can send to them that's going to crack open their icy heart and make them, you know, finally turn into the dream partner that you've always wanted. This has to be something that they choose to do for themselves. Um, and so your job is not to try and make them emotionally av available. Your job is to simply say, 
are you emotionally unavailable? Are you not emotionally unavailable? Or I guess the better grammatical way of saying it is, are you emotionally available or are you emotionally unavailable? If you're emotionally unavailable, cool. Do I want to be with an emotionally unavailable person? If not, then okay, let's not date you so that I can actually have the space in my life to find an emotionally available person who's interested in me and we can actually start dating. Okay, um, let's see. With that being said, yeah, we're running up on time here. So thanks again so much for watching, guys. Once again, if you like what we're doing, give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you are not already, and be sure to check out modernlove.life slash class to learn more about all of this inner work. And uh, I'll put up some videos here. You can go ahead and check those out if you want to see another video of mine. Anyway, please take care, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, if you have any other questions, I'll get to those in the comment section of this video once it is processed and becomes a regular YouTube video. Thanks so much. I'll